podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. De Bruyne, oh, one mil city! Funnels! And Pogba leaves for McTominay! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable. With your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's Guy Drinkle. It is Guy Drinkle. Episode 4 of A Tad Predictable is bringing our behind-the-glass producer to in front of the mic. Guy Drinkle has decided to join us on this show today. I'm pretty sure it was more to do with um, showing his expertise in the Bank It or Burn It segment. Uh, I hear you've got an interesting strategy for that guy. Welcome to the show. I'm here to live very dangerously. <laughs> uh, I, I like the fact you're willing to take the risk. Uh, <laughs> how how else would how else would you do such betting? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you've got Jake to live up to, who's very very proud of his Banket or Burnett calls, and especially you know getting questions questions and answers in within the fifteen seconds. We'll see how you do your first time. First time around, are, are you well prepared for that segment, or are you just you're just gonna wing it because you're that good? Oh, wing it, wing <laughs> it, absolutely, amazing, amazing. I love to hear that. Um, look, guy, you've you've obviously producing behind the scenes. You've also been watching the Premier League, and by way of introduction to our um, listeners. You're also a regular on Anfield Index, our, we can call it sister site. I don't know if we're the yeah. brother site or sister site. Let's but go with that. We'll call them, yeah, we'll, we'll call them the sister site for now. Um, and you're a heavy contributor there, also producing podcasts that side, hosting podcasts on that side. I happen to be on two podcasts with you, one that's currently a bit in hiatus at the moment. Um <laughs> But how have you found the EPL start so far? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, obviously, uh, people listen to Two Footed Podcast as well. I'm, I'm in the background of that one. And at the moment, at least, I, I joined Dave on the Fridays to not as in-depth as this, obviously, but I, I pretty much host Dave in, in, in his score predictions. So kind of role reversal for me. But yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm liking EPL. It's extra work for me, but I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And have you, have you had a surprise team this season in terms of especially score lines that you've noticed this season? Um, Maybe not score lines, but I think Brighton have been probably the most fun in the Premier League so far. They've not really had the points um, to back it up, but a surprise game. You'd have to say that Brighton-Man United game where you can even score after the final whistle, which is... <laughs> Which is something. <laughs> it's news to me. It's certainly mm. news to me. But um, 
you wouldn't put it past a, a United game to have a late penalty, I don't think, especially after last season, the amount of penalties they had. Mm. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm showing my Liverpool bias. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But I don't know if you, well, you obviously know, but just to reiterate that the darling of this podcast and, and the, the, the official slash unofficial team for this podcast is Crystal Palace. Of course. And that, that, that's going to be our first game this week. Uh, Chelsea are hosting the Darlings Crystal Palace. Last week, I finally predicted a Crystal Palace win. And lo and behold, they went and <laughs> lost the game, unfortunately, <laughs> for them. And I suppose as, as, as the pseudo team for the podcast, um, I, I think their fans might be a bit upset with me and hoping that I don't go for a win in this game maybe I'm the curse but they're coming up against a Chelsea team that drew against West Brom in their last Premier League game hoping to you know take that and, and improve on that and then also looking at midweek they played Carabao Cup against Tottenham and they lost that on penalties so it's not been a good week for them how do you think Chelsea recover and how do you think Crystal Palace fare? Um, well, first time with Chelsea, I mean, they, they have to win, simply. Um, West Brom, apart from Fulham, is probably the gimme of the of the Premier League so far. I know it's very early on, but going 3-0 down against that West Brom team, who don't really, or didn't really have a striker, I know they're linked with Grant from Huddersfield and stuff like that, but they, uh, it's just a horrendous, like, the the done a lot of business but they've done a lot of wrong business i think most people would probably agree with that and i think the, the start showing really um very incoherent team which you kind of expect when you sign 700 players but mm, they didn't look much better against uh, a a new look tottenham you'd probably say last night um and i don't want to curse crystal palace either but they might be favourites going into this game today. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, oh, embrace Crystal yes. Palace guy. Yes, our, our old mate, Roy. Uh, but no, they, <laughs> they've started the season so well. Uh, Zaha, not a player transformed, but he looks like playing up front with AU, maybe in somewhat of a more freer role, maybe less defensive responsibilities. Is the talent level may actually match the performance for once. If you can contain this, um, sustain this, I should say, that'll be great. Eze looked really good um, last game. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I kind of have them. <laughs> I have them as favourites, and I don't... It's weird to say that, but even if they match their performance against Everton, that potentially be good enough to beat this Chelsea side, which is very weird to say, considering many had Chelsea's top four lock-ins, but I'm... Shall I give you my score? Mm. Please. Let's go for a mad 3-2 win for uh, for Crystal Palace. Guy Drinkle, this is the reason why we brought yes. you on. You're not shy. Bold 3-2 prediction. I guess you following the theme of last week's goals, 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 British yes. podcast. Um, uh, look, in terms of this game for me, uh, I do apologize to Crystal Palace fans for last week. I got to back the boys again this week. Um, I, I, trust me, it's I'm I'm not the I'm not the issue. Okay, I'm not the problem. I'm not the curse. We're gonna take the W in this game. It's gonna be Crystal Palace with the two-one win over 
Chelsea. I, I just think that Chelsea on in transition defending, it's going to be an issue for them for a long time this season, just until they get all their players bedded in. They've got so many new signings, so many players playing different styles, different roles. And it's just hard to pick up players when you don't already, when you're not already comfortable in the role that you're playing. So I think that's always going to be the issue for them. And Palace are a perfect team when it comes to counter-attacking football. You've mentioned the likes of Eze coming in looking good. You got Zaha already there. Ayu's good. I, I like Ayu. Um, yeah, I, I just can't. I just can't. I think it's more a personal thing for me. I just don't want to be the curse for Crystal Palace. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm hoping that I'm not. Uh, so we've gone for a clean sweep victory for Crystal Palace in this game. Um, yeah, I, I think their fans hopefully will be happy with that. And speaking of two sets of fans that are happy this season, maybe one of them not so much in terms of the results, but definitely both teams with the way they're playing. The next fixture heads to Goodison Park and it's Everton versus Brighton. You've mentioned Brighton before as you know, a team you've you've highlighted this season. Everton for me is a team I've highlighted this season. Mm. You look at Ancelotti coming in, you know the pedigree he comes with. And the players that they've signed this this transfer window have been really smart signings. I'm still waiting for that center back signing. Uh, it's it's cutting it close and I don't know if they're going to be able to get one over the line, but that's three wins now for Everton. And for Brighton, it's, look, it's a loss, a win and a loss, but three very, you know, good performances that they probably could take a lot from those losses. How how do you see these teams playing? Do they cancel each other out? Um, I don't think you can do, really. I think Everton's weakness is, is obvious. You mentioned the centre-back there. I think they were linked with um, Godfrey from Norwich this morning, which, I mean, look, looking at Norwich last season may not fix the defensive issues. Um, and Brighton's weakness, well, I suppose they may counter count, count, count each other, I should say, um, is the fact that Brighton don't really have a goal scorer. Um, like, Morpai... I mean, he is just an absolute Esther, isn't he? <laughs> um, he? He loves it. Like the the tear um, celebration last week, and then just being so stupid with that handball. Um, but they they don't have they don't have a lethal front man, um, and I think that's why you you've seen them linked with with Brewster, the one that lad who went to Benfica and stuff like that. So I think as much as Everton need a um, a centre back, I think Brighton need a forward, and then. Everton's expectation for the season, you'd probably say Europa League, if not maybe a smidge below that, probably seventh to the aim. Um, and if they get higher than that, that would be a great season for them. But Brighton, um, I mean, the back three looks good. Lamptey looks sensational, and that there's a reason he's linked with Bayern Munich. Um, maybe do with a left wing back, even though March has looked all right. But if they get that striker, they, they could go from just a smidge out of the relegation zone to I reckon safety like 10 like 8th to 10th I reckon Brighton are a striker away from that at the minute really I, I like the midfielder uh, I, I like the midfield Basuma's a good player apart from switching switching music and people um, <laughs> so yeah I think this will be a strange game I think I might go for a cop out draw and let's say 2 all 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's very possible that the teams could cancel each other out. And I, I, as I said, both teams have been fun for me to watch this season. I'm really interested in how their seasons end up, considering how well they've started. Everton getting the points on the board early, which I think is always important in a Premier League season, but also playing pretty decent football, um, which, you mm. know, which is at this time of the season, you usually just want to get points onto the onto the board. You don't care how they happen. And then you'll sort out how the team plays and gels a bit later on. But they've come into the season looking really good. And I, I worry that Brighton could end up getting a lot of these games where it's a spirited effort. They look good. They deserve a point or even a victory, but just come up short and end up losing the game. I hope that doesn't happen too often for them because I, I think they, their play deserves a lot more. Um, but I, I have to go with that trend and, and say that I can see a, an Everton 3, I'm going to say 3-1 three, three Everton win in this one. You've mentioned the the, the, the lack of a striker or maybe a, a lethal striker, should we say, for Brighton. I think they could come unstuck in this game, whereas Everton seem to be flying at the moment. And how how awesome would it be, I suppose, as as a Liverpool I guess I, I never understand that um, that whole thing of Liverpool fans wanting Everton to get relegated or something. I would love a Liverpool-Everton title race, to be honest, as long as they finish below Liverpool. But mm-hmm. just as an as you know, from Everton's perspective, this has been a really good start to the season, and I'm hoping they keep this going because the momentum is looking good, the players are looking good, and I'm going to lock in Calvin Lewin to to get another goal. Um, I'm pretty sure he's he's available for this game. I don't see any injury mm-hmm. flagging up or anything like that. So That'll I be. think he's just <laughs> going to keep the streak going. And if you don't have him, have him in your fantasy team by now, yeah, uh, you know, probably get him because by the time you do decide to put him in, the goals may have dried up and it's going to be too late. So I think just ride the wave, baby. Bring in Calvin Lewin. Get that three-one win. I'm locking in a Calvin Lewin goal. Are you brave enough to lock in a goal scorer, or are you happy with the two-two scoreline? I think Richarlison's due. Um, I Ooh. think he is. I think obviously Lewin's got all the the headlines, mainly from the FPL community, as you say. But I think in terms of taking a leap, I know it's obviously very, very early in the season. Richarlison, and I think I put this on Twitter, and I I say this completely as a Liverpool fan. Richarlison's looking like a player who wants to move on from Everton. <laughs> like He was obviously linked with Barcelona, which was a very strange link at the time. But he might be he might be one of them players who, who want... He might be the Lukaku who wants to play at a higher level, and he obviously has that potential. Like I'm not saying move away from Everton now. It would be funny from our point of view, I suppose. But if he continues this play... The, the Barcelona links become less jokey. You could see, I mean, if he continues this, City need forwards. He, it would never happen, but he'd probably fit the Firmino role for us. Um, so I think he he looks like he's on a tear this season. I think he could get Everton's player of the season, if not team of the season stuff, if this form continues. Yeah. Um, look, you mentioned City there, and we're going to come up to them a, a little bit probably after this point. For me, the thing is, if Richarlison plays well, 
chances are Everton are going to be doing well. Yeah. And with the the, the financial backing their owners have, um, with the manager, the caliber of manager they have, the players they're starting to bring in, I don't see a reason for him to want to leave Everton mm. if they can keep this form going. Maybe you know get into Europe, possibly get into the Champions League if 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 they continue. To, who knows for Everton at the moment? At the moment, you know the the world's their oyster. I think three wins out yeah. of three, um, looking good. Got a goal scorer up front. I think that they will be hoping that Richarlison has that killer season, and that leads to them getting into Europe and he stays and, you mm-hmm. know, turn, turns his nose at, at Man City who have a game this weekend, a tricky game mm-hmm. against Leeds United at Ellen Road. Look, Man City have looked a bit shaky at the start of the season. They had the the win to start off. Then they had a loss um, against Leicester City. They're going to want to bounce back. But then you come up against a Leeds team that doesn't seem to be shy and and looks very comfortable. You know, we, we, we for years, people wanted Leeds back in the Premier League. And you can see why. They look absolutely at home in the Premier League. Do you think they've got enough to trouble City? I think they do this City um, with no forwards. And, I pres- well, Diaz may play, but I, Laporte, I think, will be rushed back in, who obviously had COVID, because, well, look, look at them without him. Jesus. Um, Mendy's a mess Walker's a mess um, so I think Obi, I know Bantham started the season well maybe the lack of goals might affect them but when you play Leeds I don't think the, the lack of a, a natural goal scorer that matters because well we've seen it in all the games the games are that mad it, it doesn't matter Like you're going to get like six scope and goal attempts both sides it's it's brilliant to watch Like we obviously played them on the first game and maybe we thought it's it might be just how a bad form from last season's continued or it's slight rustiness, but they, they've done it in the, in the next two games as well. It, 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 it's great for the for the neutral. And as you say, it's great having Leeds back in the Premier League, having a, having a big club back up. Um, I'd still say Man City are favourites because <laughs> he, he probably will rush Diaz in. Like, he has to, really. Because Aki... I don't know why they spent 40 mil on Aki, but fair enough. Um, Stones got the one game, then got binned off. Eric Garcia, I why do Barcelona want him back? I God knows. But I suppose people said the same about PK, but I, you, I just don't see that. So if it's Laporte and Diaz, I'd probably say Man City, not comfortable, because a game against Leeds is never going to be comfortable, but I'll say... Probably a mad game. Let's go four-two City. Christ, I've got I've gone goal half. I've gone. What was the title <laughs> last week? Goals, goals, goals. Let's add let's add a few more. Let's add a few more. <laughs> Even more goals. Yes, goals, goals. absolutely. I was going to say you you missed you missed it by one week, guy, with your predictions. But um, look, I, I I like the fact that you bringing goals into this podcast, and it looks like it's it's the theme of the Premier League as we discussed last last week. With regards to this game, I think, you know, Leeds are coming into this obviously in a really good mood, really good momentum. They've got two back-to-back wins and are looking like they're not scared of anyone this season. But I think that's going to be to their detriment in, in this game. Man City are a team that love to bully teams that get, uh, I, I don't want to say get too cocky, but maybe get too confident. Mm. And the fact that Leeds 
had that very good performance against Liverpool, then get two wins, I think are going to they might be caught up with a bit of inexperience from the players. And you, you're hoping that Bielsa can rein it in a little bit and and warn them about what's coming. But I just think their players are going to be too free-spirited. And if you go into a game against City and you're too free-spirited, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Even without the likes of Aguero, I think they've still got bags of talent and, and a lot of goal scorers in there. And I think City are a team that can go, you know, gunslinging basically where you're just going offense versus offense, screw the defense, let's see who's got the bigger gun. And I think in this game, City is definitely going to have the bigger gun. I'm going to go with a 3-1 Man City win. So we both locked in a Man City win. I know the Leeds fans won't be too happy with us saying that, but on paper, they're probably the underdogs, and maybe that works in their favor. Maybe the fact that they are underdogs works in their favor, and, and they get the... Which what would be a surprise result? I don't, I don't think it's unfair saying that against a against a Man City team, especially this iteration of Man City. Um, a game that's coming up. You've mentioned a lot of goals. I'm interested to see if you're gonna put a high score line on this one because it's Newcastle versus Burnley. Look, it's, <laughs> it's a game that in their last two games that they've played each other in the league, it was a nil nil back in February, and then back in December, it was a 1-0 Burnley win. Are you confident of a high score in this game? Because uh, I'm not too confident. I think being confident for, of a goal is maybe a smidge <laughs> too much in this one. Um, I am watching Newcastle currently lose to Newport um, in the League Cup, so that doesn't help. Um, oh, It's tough because, I, yeah, I'm not going to give... Any, I don't think two, I think two goals is the max we'll expect in this one, but um, I think it all depends on how how many people are available for for Burnley because obviously Ben Mee and Tarkowski have been out. Um, they've had Kevin Long and that young lad. Um, that might be absolute Andy Carroll fodder. Um, obviously they're both big physical lads because they play for Burnley. But if Tarkowski and me were were playing, I'd think they'd be able to shepherd. Your big lad, your Joe Ellington, your your Callum Wilson, and and your Carroll a lot, a lot easier, especially when we're predicting games, than than um, the the new look partnership. Um, oh God, I think Burnley Burnley need to get a result, so I'd probably I'll say one nil Burnley, because I've got to rep Sean Dyche on any podcast I can. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, yeah, for me in this game. I, I, I'm going to agree in terms of a low score. I don't see many goals being scored in this game, and that's probably, you know, something that ends up being a five-five thriller. But if if that happens, wow, I uh, I can see, I can see that you know from your side, you mentioning that Burnley need the win, two losses to start the season. The, the manager hasn't really been backed in the transfer window. It's mm-hmm. not looking like, you know, there's much momentum there. They need to wrestle momentum at some point in time. Whether or not whether or not it's against this, this Newcastle side, I think both teams are going to become unstuck in this game. And going against the whole mantra of goals, goals, goals that we had last week and you've brought into this week, I'm going for the dreaded nil-nil draw. I can't believe this, Oof. but... 
this may be my first nil-nil draw of the season and in terms of predictions, but I just see both teams being unstuck. Uh, I can see Newcastle being rugged enough to cancel out any, you know, set piece physicality with with Burnley. And then I can see Burnley being able to stop a Newcastle team that hasn't looked that great in front of goal, haven't hasn't looked mm. that great creatively. You look at the likes of Saint Maximin and and how key he would be for for this team and and a game like this, but he's got a knock. He's doubtful for this game. Whether or not he plays, I'm I'm not sure. Um, so where where are the goals then coming from for them? And then you know on the other side, Burnley they 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 need to they need to wake up really really quickly in in my opinion because you don't want this to become a a trend where you're getting losses regularly. I think I think I think it's just gonna it's just gonna be a nil nil draw unfortunately for me in this game. Um, but a, a team that's shown that it's possible to wrestle yourself away from you know two losses in a row that's West Ham they came out big last week got a 4-0 win last week and they go you know to Leicester City this weekend a Leicester City that also came with a win last week in fact they've got three wins in the league and they lead the league at the moment um how do you see this game coming along you've got a West Ham team that will be absolutely ecstatic after last week and a Leicester team that just rolls into the next week, you know, with bags of confidence, you'd imagine. I think this is probably the game most dependent on injuries um, because Vardy obviously had that groin issue and he he stayed on for a stupid amount of time considering they had a spare substitute. Um, Who else came off? Um, Someone else got injured, didn't they? Um, so if they if they've got somewhat of a strong team, I think Leicester will obviously be favourites because that's what you'd expect. But no NDD physical presence against a West Ham team that is just full of absolute mass massive people. Um, I think this will be a tougher game than probably expected, really. Um, so I think Leicester will win, just just because if Vardy's playing. The lethality he's shown at the start of the season. I know he scored two penalties, but it, like, he gets like ten touches and he scores a hat trick. How, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just crazy what a player he is. So I will say again, this might be seem a bit low scoring compared to my other ones, but I'll say two one, but in a very tough game for Leicester. Um, and I hopefully Harvey Barnes has a good game because he's in my FPL. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, I, I think. For this one, in in my opinion, Leicester are going to be flying into this one. West Ham also will be flying in, hoping that they can continue the momentum. But I just can't turn away from that Leicester victory. I think, you know, as you mentioned, whether or not Vardy gets to play the game is probably where the balance shifts for me. And I think Vardy does play in this game and he definitely gets a goal in this game. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Leicester win. With the Vardy goal, I I don't think that's a that's a bold claim in terms of who gets the you know a goal at least one goal there. Uh, I think that that's that just settles this one mm-hmm. in terms of both of us going for at least two goals for for Leicester, and then you've given West Ham you know the one goal. I, I just don't see them scoring this one, irrespective of the the injuries that Leicester have. I just think they're gonna have. 
too much to keep them out. And the Vardy one, it's probably, as I mentioned, him scoring is probably the easiest thing to bank or in, you know, in a Leicester team. You look at my favorite Jimenez, he's also one I like to bank, but Vardy is mm-hmm. one that probably you, you you bank on scoring if you're saying Leicester are going to be scoring a goal. And speaking of banking, it's uh-huh. time for not just my favorite segment, but um, I got a message uh, the other day from from someone that was really praising the Bank It or Burn It segment and they thought it was a nice break inside the podcast. Now, there's a lot of pressure on you, Guy, because this is your first time playing. Mm-hmm. And if you screw this game up for everyone, mm-hmm. you're going to have some angry people on your Twitter mentions. That's what I'm here for. Con- controversy. <laughs> I'm here for the Twitter right. interactions. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. For those of you that are joining us for the first time or just want a refresher on the game, this segment is called Bank It or Burn It. Guy's going to get 15 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to run through five separate questions for each of the five fixtures that we've just discussed. Guy will either shout Bank It or he'll shout Burn It. We'll record it, we'll keep it noted, and then we'll see how you get on. Now, I've, you know, I've, I've realized how much I'm a part of this as much as you are because i got to fly through these mm. questions to make sure that you can get the answers and we can beat the clock. Are you feeling ready? Are you feeling, you know, up to the challenge? There's a lot of weight on your shoulders here. I am hyped for this. I'm ready. Awesome. Let's go. Okay. So the fixtures, just to run them back again, it's Chelsea versus Crystal Palace, Everton versus Brighton, Leeds United versus Man City, Newcastle versus Burnley, and Leicester City versus West Ham. I'll just run through the five questions now so those playing at home and keeping keeping score at home can also you know, start getting their answers formulated. But question A is more than three yellow cards. Question B is over 40 defensive clearances c is possession 60 40 to the home team d set piece goal and e a knee slide goal celebration which i think is a little fun one to throw in there we've been looking for ways to entice people to bank that that e section and and i think that's one that I'm looking at that Leicester City West Ham game. Maybe mm. we'll see. We'll see. Okay, guy, are, are you ready? Let's go. Here you go. Your first bank it or burn it, and your time starts now. More than three yellow cards. Bank it. Over forty defensive clearances. Bank it. Possession sixty forty home team. Bank it. Set piece goal. Burn it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Ooh, very nicely done. Perfect. That was very nicely done. I think, I think you know, you, you got a good range. There. I was getting worried. I thought you were banking everything for a second there. I, I, I was getting a little bit worried. <laughs> you thought the strategy was real. <laughs> I thought I thought you had rigged the system here. Um, okay, we're going to go with the next one. It's Everton versus Brighton. We've we've had a good start. Let's keep the momentum going. Your time starts now. More than three yellow cards. Burn it. Over 40 defensive clearances. Burn it. Possession 60-40 to the home team. Burn it. Set-piece goal. Bank it. Knee-slide goal celebration. Bank it, baby. 
Oh, that's a brilliant one. Are you bold enough to to mention who you think is going to get the knee slide goal celebration? Aaron Connolly. That is a left field shot if I've ever heard one. Let's if Aaron I get Connolly. that, people owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> If you get that, that probably puts you in the Hall of Fame of Bank It or Burn It straight exactly. away. Statue and the interesting thing for me is you've mentioned a 2-2 scoreline in that Everton-Brighton game. So there's definitely a lot of chances for people to go for the knee slide in this one. Exactly. Um, I, I like I like your strategy. I like your strategy. Okay, we're halfway there. or We're entering halfway there now. We got Leeds United versus Man City, probably the spicy game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Your time starts now. More than three yellow cards. Bank it. Over sixty-four, over forty defensive clearances. Burn it. Sixty forty possessions to the home team. Burn it. Set piece goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Bank it. Oh, brilliant. This is easy to you. This is this is a stroll in the park, exactly. it seems. You gotta love it. You gotta love it, and and I'm liking the variation in your answers. We've got Newcastle versus Burnley next. We've yeah. said it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't know if that's going to be in the back of your mind when you make these predictions, but we'll give it a go. See what you think. Your time starts now. More than three yellow cards. Burn it. Over forty defensive Bank clearances. Sixty forty possession to the home team. Burn it. Set piece goal. Bank it. Knee side goal celebration. Burn it. Oh, brilliant. Okay. And this one to round it off, it's Leicester City versus West Ham. Your time starts now. More than three yellow cards. Burn it. 60-40. Um, 40 defensive clearances. Burn it. 60-40 possession to the home team. Burn it. Set piece goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Oh, brilliant. What time to spare? You rounded off really, really nicely. Thanks for playing along. Um, those at home, if you have played along, tweet them, tweet the answers to us. We'll mention plugs a bit later on. If Guy gets that Aaron Connolly one, I think that's the one we're all going to be looking out for, that yes. new slide. It's going to be legendary if you get it. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. And we move on to the next game on our fixture list. It's Southampton versus West Brom. Uh, a West Brom team that would have been delighted with the start they had with Chelsea and mm. then disappointed with the way it ended. It's it's kind of a, a mixed game for them. But they've had two losses and a draw against a Southampton, type, Southampton side that finally got a win. Um, you know, a one or win against Burnley last week. How do you see the two teams matching up? Um... It's strange because do we go off the Southampton team against Tottenham where you've obviously got Son and Harry Kane to punish you whereas West Brom have Callum Robinson. I know he scored against Chelsea but everyone's scoring against Chelsea at the minute. (laughs) Um, So I think Southampton are favourites but they they do have that trend from last season don't know where they they were better away from home than at home so maybe it's an opportunity for West Brom but... I think Southampton should be looking at this as as a uh, a good game to pick up another win. Um, Ings looks good. Che Adams looks good. Maybe without the finishing touch just yet. So that that front line against a it's established, but they've changed system, haven't they? So 
I'll say new look for the want of a better word, or newly put together, let's go with that, newly put together backline of West Brom, I think it's a good opportunity for them to, um, and Gineppo, Gineppo looks like a, a good little player as well, um, so ooh, I think there'll be goals in it, I'll say 2-1 um, to Southampton, endings better score, because FPL. <laughs> Are you locking that one in, or is that more a hope? I'll go. I'll go with that one. If, if Pereira, if Pereira does anything for West Ham, it's good for me. I've got him on fan tracks, and I've got him on FPL. So all I need is a Pereira return, and West Brom have done the job for me. Oh, brilliant! Okay, look for this game for me. I see a Southampton victory. I think it's going to be a tough game for West Brom. You know, you, you're hoping that Slavin Village can get the guys to make a, a very spirited defensive performance because I think Southampton are going to have a lot of the ball in this game. And, you know, West Brom will be hoping to pick them off on the counter-attack. I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that in this game. But, you know, for, for their fans' sake, they'll be hoping for, uh, you know, any, any win, I guess, but maybe a low-scoring counter-attack 1-0 win. But in terms of how I see this game going, I'm going to reverse that and add a goal. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Southampton win, which seems like mm. a comfortable win. But I, I think West Brom are still going to put them through the paces. Uh, I'm not brave enough to put a goal scorer on that because every time I bank on Ing scoring a goal, he never does, which is probably <laughs> why he's not in my fantasy team at the moment. So I'll, I'll leave you to do locking in Ings as, as your goal scorer and I'll just leave it as a 2-0 scoreline. But speaking of guys that I'm pretty confident in claiming are going to score goals and then didn't even get a shot on target in the last game, uh, Aubameyang and his Arsenal side welcome Sheffield United. Arsenal were two wins on the trot and then came up unstuck against the Liverpool side on the Monday fixture, they come up against a Sheffield United side that have lost three games in a row. Do you think this is going to be an angry Arsenal side looking for, for I guess, retribution, if we can call it? And that's an inside joke for all the wrestling oh, fans out there. But um, how do you see this game going? Well, hopefully their own game is <laughs> stronger than the Twitter <laughs> game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Arsenal should be favourites. But obviously... Um, we're recording this before the EFL game. So if they beat any Liverpool team, um that could be that could be the retribution game. So we'll see. Um so hopefully tomorrow night hopefully Liverpool win from our point of view, but it, it could change the uh, the narrative going in, I suppose. But I mean the way Sheffield United have started the season, you'd you'd have to say Arsenal are favourites really, because that last season I think Sheffield United would have went into probably especially the latter game, but probably both games is the favourite, depending on when they were. Um, yeah, you've, you've got them in front of me there. Um, so, yeah, they probably went into both Arsenal games as favourite. But this season, this season, it's 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 flipped on its head. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal look like they've improved. Like, there's an identity. I think that's the common thing when you talk about Arteta. They, they know what they're doing. Um, the new back line with Taney being the main part looks better. Um Midfield's still an issue, but they look like they're trying to address that. And the front line, Lacazette looked better than he did last season, albeit he struggled against Allison. But when Allison's 
in form, most strikers do struggle against Allison. Um, especially when there's Van Dyke, Gomez, etc. Um, so yeah, I think Arsenal have to be favourites, but this will probably be the real test of Arsenal because they beat um, who did they beat? They beat Fulham. Yeah, yeah, everyone beats Fulham. Who did they play after Fulham? Who did Arsenal play last week to do? Uh, week previous to do. So Arsenal obviously. They had the Fulham game. Mm-hmm. They beat Liverpool, and then they also had a game. If I'm not mistaken, it was they, they had um, West Ham. It was a London was derby, two-one yeah, win. And I think Ketia got the goal in the last mm-hmm. minute, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, they didn't look as good in that, but West Ham in London derbies always throw up a bit of a stink, don't they? So, but it's kind. Of, I think that's kind of similar. I think Sheffield United. A big physical team like like West Ham, so there's probably this is probably the big test for for Arsenal whether they actually have improved from last season. Um, but I think the problem with Sheffield is they don't have any goals. Like I know he's not started the last couple, but going in Billy Sharp, who is obviously getting on, never played in the Premier League consistently, or con- really. Mousset. Um, Probably the best striker, but he's obviously injury, injured at the minute and injury prone, which doesn't help. Um, they they need they they need Brewster off us, like or even Origi off us. But if they do get Brewster, I'd probably say Brewster and McBurney is what I'd look at. Maybe Sheffield United fans who who look at look at the team more closely and probably put up an argument for. I know McGoldrick does a lot of good work outside the box and stuff like that, but. I think if you just need goals, I, I think McBurney's probably the one who, who can improve because he had an all right season last season. And if Mousset gets fit, probably him plus one, but depending who the sign, um, yeah, they, they, need, they need the forward to, to probably... I don't think they'll go down yet. I don't think they're in the relegation fight just yet. Um, but if they get a... A solid nine who will get ten to fifteen goals. I think they'll be again mid table, more, more than safe, really. But I'll say Arsenal's the favourite. Now I'm kind of doubting myself. I might go a draw. <laughs> Screw it, I'm going to go a draw. Go on, I'll back Sheffield. Um, let's go two all. Two all. Two all. Yeah, I've talked myself into a draw. I think this game will be interesting, and if you get a two-two draw, it will definitely be exciting for the neutrals. I do think that Sheffield United in this game, they played Arsenal side and Arsenal side back in January this year. It was a 1-1 draw. And then they also played them back last year, October, on the 21st of October. And it was a Sheffield 1-0 win. I think this is a completely different Arsenal side to the one they've seen. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is going to favour Arsenal. They already know the type of team that Sheffield United are going to bring and the style of play. And I think Arteta is going to be able to fashion a game plan that works around that and leads to an Arsenal win. I'm going to go with the 2-0 Arsenal win. I'm sorry, Sheffield United, but the losses are just going to continue in this game. I just think Arsenal are going to have too much firepower, and I'm not sure where the firepower is going to come from Sheffield, as kind of has been the theme this season. I just think this game comes at an unfortunate time for them, and that continues so, yeah, I'm going for a 2-0 Arsenal win for that one. 
the next game that comes up is Wolves game versus Fulham. And you look at the two sides, Fulham, obviously, you know, it's been a tough season for them. They've had the three losses on the bounce. And then they come up against a Wolves side that it's kind of, the performance have kind of been there, but also it's been a shaky start for them. They will be looking to hopefully, you know, try and get their campaign properly up and running. If you look at, you know, two losses in a row now, they will want to put a stop to that as soon as possible. And it's going to be a game that is going to be played at Wolves. Um, I think... I think this game, you know, for me, I'm just going to have to go straight up and, and give my shot for the prediction. I think it's going to be a, a 3-0 Wolves win. Uh, I, I can't guarantee the Jimenez goal this week because I don't I don't want to curse him. I'm bringing him into my fantasy team. So oh, I, I'm it's, just going to... It's you who I've lived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep mute on that one. But how do you see this go, this game going? I mean, if Wolves have any any respect, they have to win this game. <laughs> Just straight up, like against West Ham, they were absolutely. Uh, this may sound harsh on West Ham, but that's embarrassing for Wolves. That's embarrassing. Wolves are a team that sh- ambitions certainly last season with the Champions League. Maybe it's Europa get back in the Europa League this season, but a good start. We, we we talked about with Everton. Their their ambitions may have been Europa League, but if they continue this start, they'll they'll certainly move into the Champions League ambitions. Wolves should should be doing the same. And the way they've started the season, Man City, fair enough, whatever. But West Ham getting absolutely battered by them. It, it it's not good. It's it's not good at all. Um, but this this is Fulham. This is a team that has Dennis Adoy in it probably. Who, and I am being harsh. It might be the worst Premier League player I've ever seen. Um, if you like, I know they don't play same sides, but if Adoy's playing right back because Tete is injured or seemingly injured, I think Olaena can play right back, but I think he's more of a left back. So if 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 um, Adoy's playing right back, just put Triore on the left. Like <laughs> it it'll it will be a battering if that happens. That 1v1 situation will not end well at all. Um, and we, I'm sure you might want to bring up the, the Tony Khan rant on Twitter the other day. But they're obviously looking for centre-backs. But, Jesus. Adoy, Hector and Tim Ream. Three centre-backs. Your three main centre-backs. I mean, I know they've got promoted twice with that set. Or twice with Adoy and Ream and... Hector this time, but that genuinely might be closer to League One quality than than Premier League quality. I think so. They, I, I think they need more than one one centre back really, because um, that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. Um, and it's not like they've played the best attacks in the in the league either. That that's the thing. Um, so wait till they play City. Wait till they play us. Um, I, I, it's not going to get pretty for them. They've, they've played Leeds, Arsenal, um, and whoever else. It's 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 not it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Also, Wolves. I'll say comfortable. Let let let's say, well, Wolves haven't been defending that well. Let's say three. No, let's say four one. Four one Wolves. 
Wow. And was did you say a battering? Was it battering that you said? Battering, yeah. Absolutely. And if you don't want to get battered by your bills that are coming in this month, then I highly recommend that uh, you get Liberty Shield, who is a VPN provider. They are the presenting sponsor of the show. Uh, the show is obviously brought to you by EPLindex.com in association with presenting sponsors Liberty Shield. As I mentioned, Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. They make sure that you can watch all these Premier League games, all your TV shows, all your your sporting you know needs that you want you want to basically just get your fill of, pretty much. Especially during this time when there are lockdowns going left, right, and centre. Unfortunately. I would highly recommend getting a Liberty Shield VPN. And just a special shout out to Stuart Joseph Gash, uh, one of the listeners, uh, at Gashman09 for tweeting us when he got his VPN confirmation. He sent us a screenshot of that confirmation order. It's always good to see. You know, if, if you've gotten it through us, please tweet at Liberty Shield, tweet at us, let us know that you found them through us and We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just be happy for that and, and obviously show them that we're also, you know, bringing in customers for them. It, it helps us a lot as well. Uh, the next game that's coming up, a game, you know, I, I don't know, between this game and the Leeds versus Man City game, is there is there a game between the two which you think is going to be game of the weekend? It's Man United at Old Trafford against Tottenham Hotspurs. Um. I think this could potentially be it because Tottenham, should, well, probably will be knackered because they've obviously they've got you they played last night and they've got Europa League tomorrow night, um, which is it's absolutely terrible from people who play football. Let's be honest. Um, but that's a rant for a Tottenham fan. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to this. Really, I think Tottenham they look quite promising. I think. I I didn't watch all of the Chelsea game last night, but the bits I did watch and it was it was after Chelsea were winning, so maybe it freed them up a bit. But they, they look quite good. Um, maybe don't have the threat yet, but with Bale coming back, obviously Son being injured doesn't help. Kane didn't start. But if they've got the full team out, which you presume they will, I'm not sure who they're playing tomorrow, but if they get a comfortable win, they can sub people off. Um, and Dombele looks good. Lacelso started the season very well. Um, Region looked really good. And I'm a I'm a fan of mad Spanish left backs, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so shout yeah, out to Moreno, absolutely. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to shout out to Albi? Um, but yeah, I mean, Ben Davis is a fan. He's a he's a solid enough left back. He's a bit more defensive, but if they want to get more attacking, playing him from the left, and obviously it was already here last night. But Doherty's probably first choice. But them two could add a real attacking dynamic to Spurs that they've probably not seen, I was going to say since Rose and Walker, but even then they weren't really output merchants. Like Reguon look like, looks like he can create chances and score goals. We know Doherty can, I know he's more of a wing-back at Wolves, but it adds a new dynamic to their team. Maybe if they get, not play free at the back, but I think um, maybe Heiberg drops between the centre-backs or something like that, or Winks can do it or whatever. Um, it could bring a real... Um, fun dynamic to them and just to move on to Man United they've they've only had the two Premier League games they were battered by um, Palace and it was really really bad and if 
we mentioned Brighton's lack of goals. I mean, even if Trossard didn't hit the post 25 times, if he just put five of them in, like, that could have been historically bad for Man United. Like, it, I'm not even being hyperbolous there. That could have been historically embarrassing for Man United, that game. If they had their shooting boots on, Brighton could have won that game, like, our, our Stoke game today. I'm sure that Liverpool Ooh. fans just got the cringe there, but that that's what the feeling I got from there. Obviously, they won, so fair enough. Gerard's last game as well. Oh, no, you don't, you don't need to go further, Jesus. The disrespect. Oh. It could have... That performance and the way Brighton just battered them at times, and I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying the word battered a lot, but that's what it was. It, it could have been horrendous for them. So I'd probably say Tottenham are favourites in this, but the tiredness factor may play a key into it. Obviously, Mourinho likes to go a bit more defensive in in the bigger games. So I'll say to all, but I'd say Tottenham are favourites. Okay, interesting. Do you think Sancho starts in this game? <laughs> uh, are Dortmund playing at the same time? I have no clue when Dortmund are playing, but <laughs> is he going to be a Man United player? No. The people want to know. Oh, Christ, no. No. Oh. Absolutely not. <laughs> it would have been exciting for the league. Maybe Dembele, though. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. Dembele. So Man United fans will be hoping for, hopefully, a new attacker, either starting or on the bench. I think you've mentioned something interesting with Spurs and that flirting with the three at the back. It, you know, they did it in the Carabao Cup. You mentioned how free-flowing, um, you know, the fullbacks that they have brought in are. I think this could be a game he does go to three at the back, especially with Man United's counter-attacking prowess. Mm. I think he's going to want those three at the back just to cover because I I don't think he wants to expose Alderweireld to that United front three. If um, You know, I'm, I'm assuming it will be Greenwood, Rashford and Martial. I don't want either of them isolating Alderweireld if I'm a Spurs fan. So mm-hmm. maybe having three at the back just allows that cover. And then maybe also selfishly for my fantasy league, hoping that Ben Davies doesn't lose the starting spot. And maybe he <laughs> plays as the left center back. Yeah. Um, although Tanganga does look impressive every time I see him personally. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't be surprised him being in there. In terms of how this game goes, I do think that Mourinho is going to be more cagey, which means United will have a lot of the ball. And United haven't been very good at breaking down teams, I don't think. They prefer it on the counter-attack, going, you know, breaking at pace. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring one. I'm I'm going for a draw as well, but I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. And, you know, both teams I know won't be happy with that. Uh, United will be hoping to try and get the win here especially at home, they'll be demanding a win. And if the transfer window doesn't go well, then they're going to desperately need a win or the fans are going to be on them, you know, leading into this game and after this game. So it could be an interesting week for Man United. And then on Spurs' side, they will be, as you mentioned, a busy, busy week for them. They will be hoping to just get, get this one over the line, just get the victory. But I think... Just a lot of the factors that you've mentioned is going to mean these teams become unstuck and I'm going for a 1-1 draw. But we move on to the final fixture of the weekend. Two teams that are undefeated and 1-0 must go. 
It's Aston Villa hosting Liverpool. Do Villa get the win in this one? I mean, they've looked good at the start of the season, and I think they've bought really well. But it is Liverpool. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the main thing there. It, it's the fact it's the fact that Liverpool started the season so well. Obviously, a bit messy against Leeds, um, but we brushed Chelsea aside, and I think we just kind of outclassed Arsenal a bit. Like there was obviously the referee controversy, yada yada yada. But ignoring that, I'm, I'm sure there's many. I'm sure you've all seen the Arsenal fan TV. How dare you just ignore <laughs> that? The Arsenal fans scream at <laughs> unison. Uh, I don't think they will, though. It's just Arsenal fan TV. Christ, Jesus. Wasn't that horrendous a decision? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. But to be fair, I mean, Villa gave us one of the toughest games of last season. Well, probably two. They gave us two tough games, but I think the one at Villa Park... Uh, I think that was our first offside controversy with with VAR, where Bobby looked onside, but toenails and all that jazz. And I think it was Ro- Robbo got a late goal, didn't he, or something like that, if I remember correctly. Um, so they did. Give Is this us not t- the Money game as well? I think so. Yeah, Money uh, may have gotten a late goal. Yeah, I think the ball. I think we scored like eighty six and eighty eight, didn't we? I think we got two late yeah. goals. Um, but no, they give they give us. Um, Two tough games last season, considering the way that where they were in the uh, in the league. So, I'm not seeing Liverpool battering them. Um, and again, a lot of questions on the team selection for tomorrow night for Liverpool. We know Klopp really hates the League Cup and wants it to die. <laughs> um, so I can't see many starters playing. So we should be fresh. Um, watch Klopp do full strength tomorrow night. Um, but we should be fresh. Uh, we should be well rested. And if that team that played um, on Sunday. Was it Monday? Christ, I can't remember. Whatever we played Monday. Arsenal. Monday. Whatever we played Arsenal. If that if that's the same team and we do even 80% of that performance, even an improved Villa side, um, I, I just don't think it can match us. But I, I think it'll be a tough game. I'm not going to predict a, a Tonkin or anything that like that. So A battering, I, you mean? No, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing. My vocabulary <laughs> is expanding. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll give them a, a really good thrashing. Um, but I'll go two one Liverpool in a, in a tight game. Interesting, interesting. Um, so in a themed more goals, it seems that you've brought to this one. You've gone with your favorite team not scoring that many goals. Uh, I like a conservative approach. You're starting to you're starting to rein yourself in. We As win. We win. We in. win early, then sub off. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Look, I, I think Villa have done really well to start the season like this, and it's similar to what I mentioned with Leeds against Man City, where when a team gets too much confidence, you don't want to be playing a Liverpool. You don't want to be playing a Man City because if the coach doesn't rein that in, like we've had to rein in guys' scores throughout this podcast, the players might become a bit too confident, a bit too carefree. And that's when these these teams usually punish you because they're very well drilled when I'm speaking of Liverpool and Man City. And and we've seen the damage that they do over the last two or maybe three seasons. I I think, you know, you've mentioned 2-1 Liverpool. I'm going to go with a 3-1 Liverpool win. I think, you know... um, 
shout out to my dad who mentioned that the Arsenal game was going to be 3-1 and I, I had gone with a 4-2. I don't know how he knew that. <laughs> if he can share his secrets. He's being very coy and refusing to share his secrets. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a 3-1 in this game. And seeing as it is your team and my team, I'm asking for you to lock in the second goal because you've got 2-1, I've got 3-1. Who scores that second goal for Liverpool? For Liverpool? Oh, dear. Um, Salah's due, isn't he? He is. He was an for, the, for a second goal? Yeah. I think he'll get yeah. both. I think he'll get both. Ah. Let's get let's get more complicated. Salah, two goals. Let's go. Wow. What a way to 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 go with your final prediction. Salah times two. That's a very, very confident prediction. Don't captain him. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah, if you've got fantasy, probably don't captain Salah because Guy in our um fantasy group chat has been a bit of a jinx. Except and- Antonio. Except Mikel Antonio, who had a stormer, and and that gave Guy legendary status in the fantasy world for that shout. <laughs> We're hoping for the Aaron Connolly one in this oh, one. Be a legend on two different podcasts, Guy. Uh, for me, the second goal, it's the man in form. It's Mane. It's got to be Mane. And I, I just think he's going to get the second one, and then he's going to be subbed off, and maybe one of the subs gets gets the third one, as was the theme with Arsenal. And that is, as I said earlier, the last fixture for this weekend. That's going to do it for this podcast of A Tad Predictable. Guy, do you have anything that you want to plug, put over or promote before we wrap up? Yeah, you mentioned my work on AI. So if you're a Liverpool fan, go check us out on Anfield Index or or just follow me at Guy Drinkle. Um, And also, unless Dave springs a surprise replacement for me, which would be sad <laughs> um i'll probably be on friday's edition of two-footed to pretty much just do what you did to do <laughs> and host dave's predictions from my end uh go ahead and check out all the content on epl index website we have match previews post-match reviews player performances and also all the news you could wish for especially at the end of this transfer window if you want to be kept up to date with any transfer news just go to the website there's everything there there's been some really good player performance reviews and and what certain players are bringing to certain teams so if you want to go check out those articles i'd highly recommend looking at that of course guy has mentioned it the two-footed podcast with dave hendrick that goes on daily and guy will be on 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 friday's show as well so give that one a listen then finally also check up our flagship show that runs weekly it's the epl index roundtable it's with kev devries he sits down with panelists all from respective epl teams they go through reviewing the week previewing the week to come the happenings all around the epl it's a really nice podcast to get a summary of what's happening in and around the premier league and the specific teams that can go into a little more detail with each of the panelists about what their teams are going through at that point in the season and what they're looking forward to going ahead you can follow this show on the brand new Twitter page at a tad predictable. You can follow EPL Index at EPL Index on Twitter. Highly, highly, highly encourage you to subscribe to the EPL Index podcast channel on your podcast providers. Give us positive comments. Give us five stars if you're so inclined. That stuff really goes a long way to help us out. Another shout out to our sponsors, Liberty Shield. As I've mentioned. 
let them know that you found them through our podcast. That will be cool. Um, I've been Teddy Ochenakura. You can find me on Twitter at Tad Predictable. Our producer behind the glass and our guest today, Guy Drinkle. Uh, he's found on at Guy Drinkle on Twitter, as he's mentioned. And remember, Chishinga Pere, Chino Shura. Podcast Network.